Well, hello out there, planet Earth, and happy Friday. Thank God it's Friday. TGIF, you hear on days like this. It's always Friday with me, though. Stephen Fry, your SMB guy. ICYMI, which is, in case you missed it, SMB stands for Small and Medium-Sized Business. I've been a voice and a sounding board for SMBs and their trusted advisors for over 20 years now. I love to offer my mind, my voice, maybe the occasional joke or two, to a live weekly talk show where I interview SMB leaders and their trusted advisors. I must say... I am in some great company here on Fridays at talkradio.myc. If you're an entrepreneur, you like these topics of interest surrounding the business world, you should check us out, the movers and shakers here on Fridays at talkradio.myc. You got Tommy D on philanthropy and focus, uh, focus before me. You got Jeremiah Fox on the entrepreneurial web after me, as well as Joseph Franklin McElroy later on today on Wise Content Creates Wealth. July 4th weekend is here. Happy Independence Day to everybody out there. I'm excited to go down the shore this weekend. This time of year tends to remind me of when my wife and I lived in Hoboken, New Jersey, uh, right on the Hudson River. The view of the fireworks going up and down was nothing less than spectacular. And Hoboken is actually where I started spending some time with today's special guest. Uh, back to that in just a few. Over the last 20 years, I've noticed that some of the absolute best thought leadership for SMBs happens on Friday. When we feel the freedom of the weekend descending, However, we're also anxious to start the weekend. These crucial pearls of wisdom, they get, off over, they get often overlooked, swept under the rug, eased aside, and forgotten in favor of our fun weekend activities and our freedom from work. Here on Always Friday, we take advantage of that weekend freedom and clarity. We discuss popular topics that are on the minds of SMB leaders and their trusted advisors. Coincidentally, my last name means free in German. Nice little play on words, Friday, haha, my last name's Fry. But there is a little bit of deeper meaning here, so don't just think this is a joke, people. Uh, we're about to hit the weekend. My shades are on. Fireworks are happening. Let's start the show. Today's topic of discussion is commercial moving and shaking. Most folks do not like the idea of having to move. Whether your SMB needs to do a complete office relocation from one end of the city to another, or you need to move groups of employees within your current building, you want to have a positive relocation experience. Our special guest and his team, they understand the importance of developing the relationships with the clients. Since the company was launched in 2010, the owners of this group, they ensure that they personally invest the time in every single job to best handle the needs of the client, minimize the disruption. While Hudson River is moving, your SMB can keep shaking. Have you guys ever heard that talk is cheap? We're on talkradio.myc. We don't want this to just be about talk. The goal here is let's use some insight on the small, medium-sized business landscape. Let's take it, use it, create more impact come Monday morning after, well, maybe Tuesday morning after this weekend. But let's use that, make some impact on Monday morning. Far too often, the small, medium-sized business, the SMBs out there, they're focused on the product that's going to solve their problems, the shiny new mousetrap, the magic wand, the new tech. In my travels, the products change every single day in every facet of everything that we do. There's no substitute for surrounding yourself with the right people first, keeping a focus on the process that's going to help you get to where you want to go. If you do that, the right products, bells and whistles will be there. They will present themselves when they're needed. Everything begins and ends with the people. So in the spirit of surrounding yourself with the right people, we have one of my best friends on the air with me today. Favorite, one of my favorite people. Uh, great show, Michael Cohen. He is the co-owner and principal of Hudson River Moving and Storage. 
uh, LLC. Michael has dedicated his 15-year career to familiarizing himself with the different aspects of the commercial real estate industry, not just moving, including office furniture, warehousing, logistics, and sales. This is back when he had hair, those of you watching out in TV land. So uh, Michael's efficiency and his personable approach, they make him a valuable asset to the client base and the prospects. His unique combination of skills has helped him build a very impressive portfolio with some of the biggest names in technology, fashion, and medical industry. Michael went to Ithaca College in good old Ithaca, New York, right next to Cornell. That's actually how I met him. One of my best friends went to college in Ithaca as well and became very friendly with Mike while he was there. So it's amazing how you know the right people, how worlds can collide some, sometimes, right? Uh, Michael lives in Caldwell, New Jersey with his wife and four children. Great that he specializes in moving because anytime Michael and his family go anywhere, it's a mini moving experience in and of itself. Uh, he is down the shore this weekend, so I am very excited to see my buddy in person for once. As you can imagine, he's a very busy fellow with four kids and a moving company. Uh, he's one of the best people I could think of to talk about this topic with us here today. And as always, we are going to discuss... Who is your favorite movie or TV show character? What's your favorite movie or TV show? What is your favorite musical instrument? And who's the artist you'd like to hear play it? Taking a break from his vacation, looking beach body ready and well-rested for a holiday weekend. Just a day before his birthday, I might add. Mikey, thank you so much for joining us. Great to have you on the show. Good morning, Steve. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm wonderful. Happy Friday. Remember, it's always Friday with me. Thanks for Throwing out my birthday, I appreciate it. I'm very excited. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. So it's all down. It's that sliding. It's that sliding scale to fifty from here. So uh, yeah, uh, Mikey, t- give us a little bit on you know how you got to where you are today. It's a it's a fun story. So lay it on us. All right. So uh, you want me to hear the story? I came out of college. I went to Ithaca, graduated, and wasn't sure exactly what I was going to do. Got into uh, uh, working for a payroll company selling payroll services. Uh, realized real quickly that was not uh, the industry for me. So I came home, was living uh, with my parents for a bit, got into uh, residential real estate, was having fun doing that, met my future wife, realized I needed to get a little bit more serious in my life and uh, had a good conversation with my father who uh, is in the office furniture business, commercial. And uh, he told me to come work for him. I didn't want to do that. So I was going to work in the same industry. I got into the moving industry and I've been doing it ever since. It's really something I I, uh, I love to do and I appreciate what we do and uh, appreciate taking care of my clients and seeing a smile at the end of the day. Absolutely. And shout out to Teddy Cohen out there. It's uh, I love hanging with Teddy, but... <laughs> Yeah, it's, I don't know if I don't know if you could work for him, man. You guys might be butting heads a little bit. <laughs> yeah, hey, listen, we have a great relationship because we don't work together. We work we work together, but not for each other. So it's kind of exactly. I think that's a, that's a good way of putting it. So you know, it's it, that's a big undertaking, right? Like you, I know you had worked in some some similar industries, got your feet wet, and started learning things along the way. But you know, going in to start your own moving and storage type of business, it's it's something that, you know, there's plenty of businesses out there that do this hard one to kind of differentiate yourself in and hard one to, to even paint a picture for people as to how to differentiate yourself. Cause they look at it as a very simple minded type of idea. Now talk to us a little bit, because you've been in business for over a decade now, 
talk to us a little bit about how things were like at the beginning versus where they are today. It was, uh, it was a scary decision to make. Uh, my partner and I got into the business. Um, he had been doing it for over 10 years. I had only been in the industry for a little, a little over five years. I uh, was very young when we started the business. And it was definitely tough in the beginnings for me, because going from being a salesman to an owner, uh, telling people who, who've been in this business for 20, 25 years how to do things when they knew how to do it better than I did at the beginning. Uh, so it was definitely some bumps in the road. But thank, thankfully, I have a great partner who's been doing this for a long time, and he had a great head on his shoulders and was able to help guide us in the right direction when I didn't know what to do. And, you know, I would say in the last seven, eight years, things have really come into, into their own and we're a well-run oil machine right now. And we're very happy with what we do. It was important for us when we left our current, our, our old businesses. Uh, the reason we left was, is, you know, they were, they're very good companies. They're big. They're, they got to, to a point where uh, customer service wasn't at the level that we expected it to be for our clients. So my partner and I decided to start our own business and make sure that customer service was the most important thing for us to do. And as Steve has said, the first thing we did was make sure that we're on all our jobs. We try to be at everything. Uh, it's definitely one of the things that differentiates us from all the other companies. Uh, having an owner on site, guys can't complain about how long they're being there or the client can't uh, say that you don't understand what's going on, they're actually happier there because now they're dealing with the guy who's making all the decisions. So if there's something that has to change or if something's not right, we're there to fix it. We're there to talk to our guys. Uh, it's just it's just another level of security for the for the client and for and for my men and making sure the job goes right. And I, I, I like being on my job because I know what it is. I know what has to happen, how I saw it going on. And I want to make sure that it that it ends up that way. And it also probably helps you make some decisions for the future. Just to go back on the on the personal relationship and people side of things for a moment, you started this business in 2010, and you and I started having kids right around the same time. I have two daughters. You have three daughters and a son, and obviously you being much more adventurous than I, which is maybe why I still have some of my hair left. But you know, I just think of the evolution that you and your wife Lauren went through you know, since b- before you started this business, it was it was four kids ago. Yeah, it's crazy, right? So four kids ago, and you just mentioned my wife, Lauren. That's the most important person in my life. She's my backbone. When we started this business, my partner and I were not making any money. I made less when I started my business than when I came out of college. And uh, I had a son that was born six months after we started the business, and just bought an apartment it was it was a lot of stuff going on it was crazy and you know what thank god uh lauren had a, an amazing job she's an amazing person and without her i wouldn't have been able to do it and she made it happen and we made it happen and we're here 10 years later we started in 2010 in the worst time we could have possibly started the economy was down in the dumpers and uh we made it happen and we're doing, we're doing great. We're a very solid company. We do solid work and we make sure our clients are happy at the end of all the job. Yes. I would put Lauren right there with my wife, Jackie, in the realm of sainthood. Um, so just, <laughs> just, for, just, for, just for having to deal with both of us, but you know, no, it's, it's, it's a big deal. It was, you know, being done four kids ago, 
you guys have you guys have come a long way. If you know, if I if I if I pull it back for a second, we sit around the fire pit for just a moment and talk about it. Yeah, I personally I can't fathom the I can't fathom the idea of having to move again. Personally, I, I have way too much crap in my house. Some of which I got from you know other people's moving and estate sales and all of that. I just I love revitalizing old stuff. I don't like to see things wasted. And you know, some small, medium-sized yep. businesses, which by the way, Mikey, like you, you check all the boxes for me because you're your you're your own small medium-sized business, but you're also a commercial mover. You're not a residential mover, so you only work with other businesses. So you're constantly doing business to business work. So so bravo, you're a you're a perfect guest. So yeah, but small medium-sized businesses, they might have similar feelings to people you know, personally, where they have all kinds of crap in their office that they've latched onto, especially if they've been in one location for a really long time. You know, again, me, I don't like waste. I like to find a use for everything. I like to bring things back to life. And moving, you know, whether residential or commercial, is one of those times where you might see people purging and parting ways with certain possessions, which is a good healthy process that my wife probably wishes that I would take more interest in. But the amount of waste that I personally observed with businesses moving is crazy. Businesses that I've been affiliated with, businesses I've seen moving in the buildings where my offices have been. You know, I've had moves within the building. I've had moves in New York City across town. It's not as simple as calling a vendor to provide a simple service. Like these types of moves, it's almost like they have to be treated like their own project, like their own consulting engagement. So it's each one tends to be its own project. I've had situations where I've had to just switch floors in the office in the same building. And if that doesn't, isn't done right, it's a disaster. I'm, I'm going through that right now with my office space. I still can't find pictures of my kids. So, yeah, you know, we switched buildings and moved across town a decade ago when I had one of my jobs. You know, I couldn't believe the amount of furniture, electronics and other office items that were just wasted and thrown out. So, you know, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to get right deeper into talking with Mikey and what he's been doing uh, with Hudson River moving in storage. But I can tell you just from personal upfront experience, it's way more than moving a couple of boxes like the ones you see in the background. It is managing an entire project and really getting into the culture of the businesses that you're working with. But you don't have to hear it from me. You can hear it straight from Michael Cohen, co-founder and principal of Hudson River moving in storage when we come back. Stay with us. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Are you interested in having a better relationship with yourself, others, and God? Greetings. I'm your host, Dr. George Andow, for the show, A Journey Through Into Awareness. On my show, we journey into the awareness that the mind of God is the true seat of our personal consciousness. We join together each Monday at 7 p.m., so tune in on Talk Radio NYC. 
Did you know that nearly one in five adults in the U.S. battles mental illness? Hi, my name is Albert Dabba. I'm the host of the show Extra Innings. Extra Innings, I discuss the topics of wellness, mental health, and the experience of surviving multiple suicides within my family. Listen live every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern to Extra Innings for discussions with sports figures, artists, mental health professionals, and many others. That's Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. everybody it's friday it's always friday it's me stephen fry your smb guy we're talking with michael cohen co-owner founder principal at hudson river moving and storage llc we're going to get a little into the method behind mikey's madness that he sees on a daily basis working in the moving and storage industry before we get into it you guys know i like to reference some type of published work, book, article, blog, whatever's going on out there. And although I have a big library, Mikey, I got to be honest, I don't have any books on moving and storage in here. Now, I do have any number of things I could make an analogy and something out of, but there's a book I actually found out there. I don't, I don't know if you've read this one, uh, but it's been around for a little bit. It was around before you started your business. It's called Move Your Business Without Becoming a Moving Target by a guy named Ed Katz, founder of Peachtree Moving in Atlanta since 1976. Book was published in 2004. And a couple of the commentaries I saw on this book says, you know, an office move is full of pitfalls that cause budget overruns. And if not finished on time, can put you out of business. Moving means packing and unpacking. Everyone hates it, kind of like we were just talking about. Besides the drudgery and inevitable loss and mixed up files, productivity stops and you're out of business, whether it's permanently or if it's for just a couple of days, minutes, hours, whatever. Items such as glass, framed artwork, computers, they undergo a beating in transit. Afterwards, you feel as battered as your belongings. So, Mikey, as you know, the, the principle of what you guys do you know, you guys being very involved, you and Dan Belmonte, your partner, being very involved in the clients you work with, the projects that you that you manage. Give us a little bit about the method. And this is the scientific part of our show, really going over what you do, how you do it, and how you go to market for it. Lay it on us. Well, Steve, it's funny. Uh, you wouldn't believe how many times when we go to do a move, speaking with a client the first time, meeting with them. You know, everybody just thinks it's a simple process. You know, it's just moving some boxes or moving some computers, even if you're moving furniture, which in all honesty, as the industry has gone along in the last 10 years, uh, furniture's really not moved that often anymore. It seems right. that it's cheaper to buy new furniture and just either sell your old furniture or unfortunately throw it away or donate it, whatever it is. Um, so there is a a process to the whole thing you know it's more than just the guys picking up boxes and moving them there's a schedule there's labeling of everything you need to to have a a game plan floor plans you need to know how long it's going to take to get in and out of buildings freight and the freight elevator the loading dock conditions 
These are all things that no one ever takes into account when they are thinking about their personal move, their, their, their company's move. They just think, oh, I just need someone to come in here and move some boxes, but they don't understand what the process is or how long it takes to do something, especially in a crazy place like New York City, where you're dealing with multiple vendors coming into building. You might only have one or two freight elevators. There's you got to reserve elevators, and even when you have the reserve elevator, you don't get it exclusively. Um, you know, there's a lot of things that go into the move. It's trying to figure out when people are going to be in and out of the office. What is the best process so that the client has the least amount of uh, shutdown, the least amount of people being disrupted while we're moving them? And it's people think that you know it's just going to happen. It does, and when it does happen, people forget that most people don't. Most companies don't want you moving until a Friday night or a Saturday. So in the life of a mover, Friday nights, Saturday all day, sometimes Sunday, uh, it's overtime moves because people don't want to shut down their business during the day, and the buildings don't want to let you use the elevator during the day. So a lot of stuff happens at night. What happens during the day is usually what's considered prep work. It's you go in, you dolly things up. If you're packing, you're packing things up. You're protecting artwork, you're protecting furniture, you're protecting the technology that's moving. Everything's already been pre-labeled by a project manager beforehand. So there's, there really is a, a science and, and a whole process to doing the move and getting it done. And it's a, it, 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 once you get into it with a client, you get the chance to sit down with them for five, 10 minutes and get to ask them some questions and explain how things are gonna go down and, and work. It's, 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 you know, and, and <laughs> but, but also for them to realize everything. So, but also probably relating your decade of experience too. It's like the, you know, when we get into the, into the madness part of things for the day, we start talking about some stories that you've seen out there. Yeah. You know, just those stories that you've seen and you and Dan have seen being immersed, like with the clients on the scene, on the project, you have, you have some ridiculous things that you've seen out there. So just the, there's no substitute for that kind of experience with no matter what we're talking about, commercial moving and storage, being a doctor, being an accountant, whatever it is. When you see you know, such, such stuff on a front line where it's, you know, it takes a little bit of you know, really understanding of the process, but also some audible problem solving at the time, it, it, it just puts you in a position of, of unparalleled experience. A hundred percent agree. Um, you know, the experience is huge, especially audibles, as you were talking about, happen all the time. Uh, I can't tell you how many times someone has told me, this is set in stone. This is the way it's going to be. There's not going to be any more people. I'm not letting them have any more boxes. I'm not doing this. Oh, don't worry. I have someone else throw this away. Or I have something. There's always an audible, uh, you know, just a brief story. I was moving across five years ago on New Year's Eve, on uh, Christmas Day, or Christmas Eve, actually. And the day before I went and did a final walkthrough with the client and they were all excited. I was like, who's taking care of your desk? You, you sure you have someone their way? Don't worry, I have a company coming. They're going to they're gonna come and do a disposal. So I was like, no problem. Day of move, she's calling me. What do I do? They called me up today. They're not coming. I need to be out of space. So I all, all around and I found people that I know who can do liquidation if I can't do it or someone who was looking to buy the furniture. And I actually got someone to go in there who was looking for that type of furniture. He pulled it all out, saved the day for her, saved the day for me. Everybody was happy. It was great, you know, but that happens on a regular basis. 
have to make changes on the fly all the time. The elevator breaks down, or you know, we didn't move as much as we thought, or we moved more, and now there's not much for us to do the next day. Why come in and waste labor and hours and money doing that? Let's save it until we have enough to do a, 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 the rest of the move, that kind of stuff. So definitely uh, switching on the fly is a regular thing in most industry. To talk about the storage side of the business for a moment, because I know that you have significantly more warehouse space than you did before. You know, there's there's a lot of things surrounding the storage solution piece of the business. Even if people go to your website, HudsonRiverMoving.com, and they look at some of the different bullet points that fall under the storage side, it, it's it's not just you know throwing something in a in a suitcase somewhere in a, or in a locker somewhere. It's there's a lot that that goes around it and. I think that, especially on the commercial side of things, I want you to talk a little bit about this. People do get the idea that it's like, it's kind of like they're like some small, medium sized business owners, their business is their baby, just like their house is their baby. And when they're moving from their house and it's their, it's home really, really hard to them. They think it's uh, as long as we get everything prepared and boxed up and swept clean and whatever, we could do it in one fell swoop. The same isn't true of businesses, especially if you're doing in New- dealing in New York City. Like you guys have to budget a certain amount just for tickets on the trucks while you're waiting downstairs. So talk to us a little bit about kind of like that limbo period that you know could sometimes be extended periods of time, especially with things like COVID. But your storage business seems a lot bigger than it used to be. Yeah, storage is uh, storage is a big part of the business, and unfortunately, fortunately, due to COVID. A lot of companies were downsizing or getting out of their space for temporary moments or time. And we took in a lot of storage in the last year and a half. But we've been doing storage for a long time. We do all different types of storage. It's not just storing of furniture and and people's contents. We also store uh, technology. We have um, temperature controlled storage. So we can do artwork. We do hard drives and and computer uh, software. Um, we do storage for picking pack companies that we actually do the picking and the packing for them and do the shipping, all that stuff with them for different types of companies like that. Um, we have record storage for archiving and it's, it's the medical side. So, you know, people have to keep their records for seven years. So we do that record storage too. Uh, storage is a big part. And what happens a lot of times, you know, what you were referencing before is, no, sometimes you look, you think you're going to do your move and I'm just making dates up right now, but it's supposed to move July 5th. And then you find out that you can't, can't actually move into the space until August 1st. <laughs> but you've got to be out of your space by July 10th and you have no choice. So what do you do? You have to figure out a solution. So a solution is a lot of times is put it on my trucks, bring it back to the warehouse. It sits in the warehouse for three weeks, a month, two months, whatever it is. And then we bring it back and finish the move. Another reason this happens is uh, construction delays or another reason stuff happens. So, you know, the client thought they were going to be able to move in January 1st. And next thing you know is, yeah, they can move in some stuff. January 1st, but half the office isn't ready or certain areas aren't ready. So, you know, an audible, we take the furniture, we take whatever it is, we put it in our warehouse, we store it for them. And when they're ready for it, we make the delivery fix the day. The pick and pack concept is is very cool. I want you to talk a little bit more about that with us when we come back from this break, because if, if everyone out there hears the same kind of cues that I do, it almost sounded like a mini Amazon like type of thing where folks are storing some things with you. And now you're getting into the business of fulfillment and helping them actually fulfill their orders and logistics. But we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with Michael Cohen. 
co-owner, principal of Hudson River Moving and Storage. Stay with us. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Hey everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Do you run or are ready to open your own business? Hi, I'm Jeremiah Fox. I've been operating and opening small business for the last 25 years, and I'm the host of the new show, The Entrepreneurial Web. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern time for insights and stories on the nuances of running small business right here on Fridays at noon, talkradio.nyc. Hi, I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Wise Content Creates Wealth. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Friday afternoon from 1 p.m. to 2. They say content is king. Well, wise content rules the world. Every episode features tools and tips for content marketing and business people telling the wise content stories of that success. Tune in every Friday from 1 p.m. to 2 on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Back to Always Friday with me, Stephen Fry, your SMB guy. We're chatting with my good friend, Michael Cohen, co-owner and principal at Hudson River Moving and Storage, LLC. We were talking you know, about the moving and storage business in, in a little bit deeper detail. Uh, I want to get into the madness, Mikey. This is the artistic observational part of our show where we, we tell some stories from the field out there. No subject too taboo. Obviously, we don't want to compromise client confidentiality, anything like that. You know, but we want to give people some idea of what it, some of the stuff is that you've seen out there. And maybe you know, what folks have had more of a demand for because of things like the pandemic that we're starting to ease our way out of. You know, and, and one example that comes to mind is what we were just talking about before the break is the concept of working in the pick and pack side of things. So, you know, moving in storage being what, what it is, you started to talk a little bit about what you're doing for certain clients with pick and pack. And I, I had a you know thought of Amazon in my head, but talk to us a little bit more of, about that and then get into some stories behind the craziness you see out there. 
Amazon. I wish I was on their scale, but uh, we're not even close. But yeah, me too. We'd be talking uh, on your yacht right now. <laughs> getting to the fulfillment side of it, it's something that came about because of COVID. Um, you know, small, quick story. My son plays soccer, had a friend. Uh, his friend's dad was in operations for another company. And we got to talking because we were kind of in the same industry, just joking, you know, shooting the, shooting the wind with each other. And, um, you know, a week later, he tells me, hey, Mike, I have, I have a friend who started a business. She might be too small for you, but, you know, she's getting too big for her, for her own uh, place and she needs somewhere, you know, to store her stuff. And, you know, I thought about it. And because of what was going on with COVID, uh, I've been more open to do uh, different things, obviously more than just moving. And I said, to, I said to my buddy, let's figure out how we can make this work. If we can make it work, if it works for both of us, I would love to do it. And next thing you know, is we met with, we met with each other and we had great meetings. The rapport was really good between the two of us. And I felt great about it. She felt great about it. We uh, put a contract together. And next thing you know, is we're doing full fulfillment for, a full fulfillment for her. It started out uh, with maybe 15, 20 orders a week. And now we're over 200, 250 orders a week and she keeps growing. So it, it uh, was a, something I wanted to try and it's so far working out great. And we'll see if we can make it happen more in the future as long as the situation, you know, is right. We would definitely do it. I mean, a quick question there though, like arguably if a client of yours has some inventory stored at your warehouse and they're getting orders through Amazon, wouldn't you think that wouldn't there be a way to maybe partner up with them in some way where you may be able to handle some of their fulfillment in some way or no? Is that does that not exist? Um, I could, but no. Uh, the reason why is the clients that I have, I don't have product beside this one account that I'm doing the fulfillment for. I don't have that kind of product in my warehouse. The, the typical stuff that we're storing right now is we store all the types of furniture for our clients, whether it's old furniture or it's new furniture that needs to be installed and is going to go in. We store box storage. We have the record storage and then we have the climate control storage. And uh, so really uh, nothing that needs to be going out for uh, someone such as an order through Amazon. We haven't gotten that to that point yet. So, you know, just because I've, I've walked around, you know, in, in, inside of facilities like this before, it, it's yeah. like mind blowing sometimes how much crap gets stuffed in here. It's like, it's almost as much as my basement, but you know, as far as the, the warehouses and whatnot, you know, when you think about the, the furniture, I, it goes back to what we were talking about, you know, before the last break of sometimes folks having a misconception on how long this stuff takes, you know, SMBs, small, medium-sized businesses, again, they'll think of their business just like their baby in a similar vein to the way they think of their house. It's like the house is the baby. And there's a lot of people that have been moving residential wise during the pandemic, upgrading, down, downsizing, whatever they're doing. It's, you know, they start to get rid of some stuff. They start to you know, really you know, sift, sift through what they have. And then it's just like, yeah, one fell swoop, come pick up my stuff and bring it over to the new place. That doesn't really happen in commercial moving. I, 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 you could, uh, are there any stories you could think of where you moved somebody and everything was perfectly set up? Well, actually, timing wise, the way you guys manage projects, you probably have. But some of these people, like talk to us about some of the stories that you've seen out there of somebody going, hey, our lease ends today. The new one starts tomorrow. 
can you have my entire office for 150, 200 people set up by tomorrow? Yeah, it, it happens. Uh, luckily, on projects of that size, there's usually a lot of planning that goes into it. So we're ahead of the game on that stuff. But there are definitely instances where a client thought, you know, not thought, but doesn't understand it completely and says to you, okay, I need to be out by the 10th uh, or the 30th. Let's use the 30th, for example. Not only is it a move, but it's also a complete liquidation of all the space broom swept, which means when, when, when we leave the space, there's nothing on the ground. It's literally broom swept. Okay. There's nothing left except for stuff that's built in space or anything like that. You got to leave the space as when you came into it. And we do that stuff, but clients sometimes um, think that that'll happen real quick. And then they think, okay, well, I have to be out the 30th and I need to be in my new space the first. How do we make this work? But what they don't realize is that for you to be out on the 30th with a broom swept space, you need to first do your move way in advance, and then you need to come in and do a complete knockdown of everything in the space. Then you have to pull it out, whether it's going to a donation, whether it's going to your storage, whether it's going to the garbage. You still have to pull all of that stuff out of the space, and then you have to clean the space up, and then you can move the other people into the new space. There's nothing you can do if you can't move into the space and you have to be out of the space beforehand, it, it happens all the time. And that once again, getting back to why we have some storage is because clients need to get their stuff out of their space before they're allowed into their new space. Sometimes contracts and timing just don't work out. And uh, you, you, you think one thing in your head and you find out something else, or you thought you had two weeks of early time to get in, but really that two weeks is for construction and for, some new furniture delivery or the guys doing the AV. That's what those two weeks are for. And you thought you had it. And then you tell them the mover, you have it, but you really don't have it. Yeah. So we run into those situations all the time. Yeah. And, you know, I, I'm sure you would agree. I, I like to be as proactive as possible. And especially with stuff like this, try to really get, get to know the client and sort out and anticipate issues that, that might be had. But, you know, the perfect, the, the most perfect laid plans don't always come to execution and fruition the way that you want them to. So yeah. I'm sure that it happens with folks that you know, kind of wait till the last minute. They're busy. You know, I think of a lot of the you know, some of the amount of papers and files and stuff that I know that folks in your position have. It's like law firms and accounting firms like they get so busy during their busy seasons and all of that. They they wait till the very last minute to do this type of stuff and they don't realize some of the the runway time that you actually need to, to get this to be an effective move. And it, you know, when you look at some of the praises and testimonials that you guys have online out there, you know, there's a couple of them. And one of them said, I have nothing but praise for your project managers. They were extraordinarily available, open, communicative, and attentive. Their optimism and energy buoyed us all. As in, you guys were like the center of gravity for them. The movers were careful, respectful, hardworking, efficient, and kind. Thank you for making our move so successful. What an awesome testimonial. Absolutely. That's a testament to my to the men that we employ, the guys that are running the projects for us, and the guys who, who are working for those project managers. It's not me. It's not my partner. It's those guys who do all the moving. They make the, the magic happen. And for all of us, we've all, we started this as a family, and that's how we look at it. Even though we've grown to be bigger than a family-sized business, we still run it like we're a family-sized business. And our guys believe in the business itself and feel like it's part of them and they're part of the business and the reason why we grew. 
all our guys have been with us for a long time and since we started the business and growing with us. And once again, it wouldn't be anything without them. We have amazing project managers. We have amazing warehousemen. We have amazing operations managers. Our operation guys are top-notch. I have two of them and they do an amazing job. And, uh, you know, Dan and I couldn't be happier with the way they work and with the way our guys are doing their work. And there's a work ethic there that's really good. And it's, it's been going on for a long time and we just, we just want to keep it going. That's what makes us special. It separates us, uh, I believe. So just a per personal note from me, like just observation wise, I want you to help me clarify this. You know, I, I see these little bins for the people watching on Facebook Live that you guys use, and I've, I've used them myself in, in commercial moves. And then there's, you know, boxes, which thank you for lending me some of those seven years ago when we moved into the house. That was very, very helpful. Uh, but, you know, a lot of times, you know, moving across town, moving to a new house, moving to a new office, I see the boxes. These I've seen more of like inner, same building types of moves, like inner office moves, but also in like some of my folks that are in like uh, the restaurant hospitality leisure space or, you know, they run convenience stores and things like that. They're getting weekly deliveries of certain items. I see these like, yeah, it's I'm a little bit of a geeky interest, like. But does one get used over the other in specific circumstances? You know, give me some method behind the madness a little bit. So those are uh, those are plastic crates. They're the same as moving boxes. They stack on top of each other, and you can stack twenty five high when they're when they're open. Um, they're uh, great. You, there is no difference between a crate and a box size wise or anything else. It all depends on what the client is interested in. A lot of times we use those because the client wants to go green and they don't want to have boxes in the, in, sure. the, in, the, in the waste. And a lot of times we actually use them personally when we're involved in doing a packing job on a site. So let's say we go into a law firm and all the partners and all the people are packing their own stuff, but we're responsible for packing contents or uh, special files or whatever. We will pack them into those, into those blue crates. The only thing good about the blue crates is you can uh, use zip ties and seal with numbered uh, seals. And this way, if there's something that's really important, people want to know that there's security there. They can they can put the zip tie on themselves with the number, seal it up. When they get the space to the new space, they can check to make sure the numbers all match. And they can OCD color code it, which a lot of my 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 friends and listeners out there love that. So any anytime <laughs> you can make a rainbow of colors to organize everything, always good for the OCD folk in the SMB world. Mikey, very interesting. We're going to take a quick break, but we're going to bring things home with Michael Cohen in just a moment. Michael Cohen, co-founder, uh, principal at Hudson River Moving and Storage. We'll be back in just a minute. Stay with us. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern time on talkradio.nyc. Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. 
This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. Do you love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York, a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Always Friday with me, Stephen Fry, your SMB guy. We're talking with my good friend, Michael Cohen, co-founder, principal at Hudson River Moving and Storage, LLC. If you folks out there like small, medium-sized business, entrepreneur-related discussion, stay with talkradio.myc for the show right after me, The Entrepreneurial Web with Jeremiah Fox. Jeremiah is a hell of a podcaster, bound to get some pearls of wisdom from him and his crew. Uh, but bringing things back, we're going to take it home here with Mikey Cohen so he can get back to his vacation and his 41st birthday tomorrow. Sorry to spoil uh, your age for everybody out there, Mikey. But uh, you know, to bring things home here, this is the message part of the show where we really want to give people the weekend insight they need to make a Monday impact. You know, A lot of folks tend to listen for the duration so they can hear all of our antics uh, all in one fell swoop. But you know, if folks are just tuning in right now, Mike, what are the sound bites that people could take away to really make a Monday impact. And I'll tell you which one came to mind for me. You remember the old show, Jackass, the, the warning of don't do any of this stuff on your own, any of these stunts on your own. Well, you know, commercial moving, you know, a lot of folks, you know, out there residential wise, they might try to move themselves. Commercial moving is not something that you should really try to do on your own. It is a, a project that needs to be managed. It, there's a lot of parts to it. There's a lot of ways to save money. There's a lot of ways to uh, really save on the time and the execution and not lose productivity. But what are some of your quick messages that you'd like everyone to take away over the weekend before they get loaded this 4th of July? You were just talking about commercial moving and uh, doing it yourself. That's a, a mistake right there. Uh, you should definitely uh, reach out to professionals. Uh, there are so many things you don't think about, or people don't think about when it comes to the move, even from the small details of reserving an elevator, having the right insurance to be able to bring your truck in. So yeah, you can go rent a U-Haul, but just because you can rent the U-Haul doesn't mean you can get into the building. doesn't mean your truck is allowed into the building. The insurances in New York City are very, very expensive for certificates of insurance. Uh, it's what separates real companies from non-real companies is being able to get into every single building and being able to work in any building in New York City. Uh, it was one of the most important things when we started our business was, was making sure that we didn't have any issues working in any building for any client in the city. And we've had no issues whatsoever. So that's just a small little thing that people don't even think about right there. Um, a lot of people don't think about uh, what time you're going to do moving. Uh, once again, you can't move during the day. Companies aren't going to allow you to use the elevators. And you have to wait till at night. You have to reserve the elevator. Uh, 
other things that people don't think about if they're moving out of the building, they don't realize that the building is not going to give them leeway in doing anything. They're definitely not going to allow them to use the elevator when they when they're not allowed to use it. There's not going to be any good relationship there because you're leaving the building, you're leaving their space. When you move in, you can get away with some stuff, but not when you're moving out. So these are things that, you know, these are just two small things I just mentioned that people don't even think about, but there's a million of those type of things. There's so many things that go into doing the move, the method, the, the thought process, then actually put, implementing it and having the right people to do it and seeing it out the way it's supposed to happen. So I would never do it. My, I would never say do it yourself. I would always say use a professional. I mean, I hope you want to use me, but we do use, there are a lot of people out there. There are good companies out there. Don't do this by yourself. That's a mistake. I, I just think of the logistics piece, especially in a place like New York City with the trucks and the no matter what, like you're getting tickets downstairs, you might have to move, like you're blocking the bus lane, you're blocking this traffic. It's just like there's any number of nightmares that could happen in the middle of that. A million of them. Just trying to park your truck, you know, you actually have to think about it and say, okay, you know what? That's a residential parking spot until 8 a.m. So I'm going to be there at 6.30. So when someone leaves, I can actually take the spot. So you're paying a guy and a truck to sit there for two hours because you want that spot. Because at the end of the day, when you're moving everything, you don't want to have to have an extra five guys because you have to move it all the way down the block where your truck is. And I would almost argue that folks that are in the business that don't really know the city and the buildings as well as you do, probably don't even factor that into their thinking in the beginning. And then they get into it and they have an obstacle and all of a sudden that becomes the client's fault. So, you know, it's, it's great to have somebody that can anticipate the next couple moves, not only for the the business themselves, as they get to learn the culture of the businesses and the clients they're working with, but also of the environment, the structure, the location, the geography that they're working in, because (laughs) New York is a little bit of its own animal that way. So Absolutely. It's only getting crazier now, especially with uh, COVID pandemic, the whole thing. There's still so many restrictions when going into, into buildings. Uh, you know, the you have issues with um, getting in where, where guys need to have their vaccinations. You got to make sure you have enough guys with vaccinations, which is uh, something we've never had to deal with before. You know, you never had to say, did the guy have his flu shot? No, that was never an issue. But now clients want to make sure that people who are coming onto their site are fully vaccinated. Uh, we, we have clients that test us. Our men get tested twice a week when we have to. So there's all different things that are happening now that we've never had to deal with before in the past. And I mean, we're, we're adjusting and we're doing great. So, you know, I'm very happy. Yeah. No matter what, don't do it yourself. You guys are the right people, the right types of people to lean on. If you guys can't deliver it at this point, as far as the services, which you guys do a hell of a lot these days, then you have the right hookups, the right plugins, the right other folks to partner with to really deliver the solution home for the client. So Mikey, this has been awesome. Before I let you go for the day, we're going to have some fun and revisit the answers to my questions. Who is your favorite movie or TV show character? What is your favorite movie or TV show? And what is your favorite musical instrument? And who's the artist you'd like to hear play it? So without further ado, I believe I've actually heard this one before. Your favorite movie character, the way you said it was, I don't know, what was Matthew McConaughey's character in Dazed and Confused? So his name is actually David Wooderson. So Dazed and Confused, The Adventures of High School and Junior High Students on the last day of school in May 1976 in Texas. Matthew McConaughey as Wooderson. 
He's a character that spawned it's the character that spawned his entire career, basically. It was the moment that Matthew McConaughey became Matthew McConaughey. The actor, he's playing this chilled out high school grad that's like totally hanging out longer than you should be after after he graduated and just leaning against the wall with that drink in his hand. And Mikey, by the way, I do like to join my guests in the pictures wherever. So you are Wooderson. I am Slater. That's where it is. Uh, so the answer to you, to the second question was what's your favorite movie or tv show you went with the tv TV show route here you said ridiculousness now in its 10th season (laughs) now in its 10th season on mtv rob derdak shows us some of the funniest videos the two of his friends plenty of our lives have been filled with ridiculousness so that's that that's very fitting to me uh savage mode yeah that's cool uh i i find it funny that uh, i don't know if you realize this but jeff tremaine is one of the guys behind ridiculousness. He was also one of the guys behind Jackass. So the warning of don't, don't attempt this stunt at home by yourself. Don't do this on your own. Definitely reigns true here. So perfect. I love that. So moving right along to the favorite instrument. And I knew this as I was asking you the question. Oh, actually, let me show you one more picture here. There's uh, so, some of the friends on the couch over there. It's me and you. But uh, your your instrument was the drums. I knew that was going to be the answer. I wasn't sure which drummer you were going to go with, but favorite drummer that comes to mind is Dave Grohl. He was the drummer for the rock band Nirvana. He founded the Foo Fighters, for whom he's the singer, guitarist, primary songwriter. Grohl, he established himself as a respected drummer with Nirvana in 2014. He was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, along with his other bandmates, in the first year of the group's eligibility with Nirvana. Uh, 2010, Grohl was described as one of the most influential rock musicians of the last 20 years. And this year, he's going to be inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame once again, uh, a second time as a member of the Foo Fighters, first year of his eligibility. And there he is wishing you a happy birthday. Uh, But yeah, great, great answer. Mikey does regret that he never saw Nirvana live, but that doesn't mean that we can't see what your face looks like on Kurt Cobain's body. So there it is, Kurt Cobain. Mikey, Go- Mikey Cohen, co-owner, principal at Hudson River Moving and Storage, LLC. We have his contact information. If you guys are a business, you're looking to move, you're looking to hook up with the moving and storage guru of the industry. He is absolutely your man. Coming up next week, we are going to be talking innovation, which is insurance against irrelevance with my good buddy, Abner LaRue. He's president of AL Consulting, also in New York City, one of the nation's premier diversity and inclusion compliance firms. Abner and his team, they have over 15 years of experience in developing customized independent compliance monitoring advisory services in the contract marketing place. And if you think that's a mouthful, wait till we talk to him on next Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern time, right after Philanthropy in Focus here on talkradio.myc. Mikey, great to see you, and I'll see you this weekend down the shore. Bye-bye, everybody. Thank you. Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Hey, everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector, coming at you from my attic. 
Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. Hi, I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Wise Content Creates Wealth. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Friday afternoon from 1 p.m. to 2. They say content is king. Well, wise content rules the world. Every episode features tools and tips for content marketing and business people telling the wise content stories about success. Tune in every Friday from 1 p.m. to 2 on talkradio.nyc. It's our... Hey, all you listeners looking to boost your business. Why not advertise on Talk Radio NYC with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply send us a message on our website, talkradio.nyc. Do you love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. 